My psychic senses are telling me that you are spiritually curious. I'm just kidding. If you found your way here, most likely <laughs> you are interested or curious about energy, the secrets of the universe, the magic of the unseen. There is a lot of conflicting information out there about how to tune into energy beings properly, how to build your intuition, how to cleanse things, yada, yada, yada. I know how overwhelming it can be, so I created a one-stop shop for all of your spiritually curious, psychic expansive self-care needs where you can build your own spiritual practice with guidance, tools, and a safe place to explore your curiosities and connect to your intuition. There's a ton of crash courses covering topics ranging from meeting your spirit guides to trans-channeling to manifesting. You get distance Reiki healings for a wide range of needs, such as moving through discomfort or support stepping into a new chapter or even help calling in creativity. Subscribers get 15% off all full-price services, a monthly group Zoom hangout where the weird is our normal. There are exclusive channeling videos, expansive conversations, guided meditations, movement meditations, weekly reflections, intuitive practices, this podcast, ad-free and as a video, and so much more. New content is uploaded every week, so there's constantly new stuff for you to learn from, digest, and various practices to keep you grounded in your body. And all of this, might I add is only $7 per month. So if you're ready to align to your best self and show up as your inner being, a priceless investment in yourself, you can head over to channelwithamber.com slash subscribe to give it a peek. I'll see you over there. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to Diary of a Psychic Medium with me, Amber Amrine. We are going to be doing, <laughs> there's a cat on the roof across the street, that's weird. We are going to be doing part two of my ET encounter from last week. So this is going to update you on all of the downloads that have come to me since. Um, if you have not listened to part one, I highly recommend you going back. This episode is going to get a little bit into weird ET stuff, so buckle up. <laughs> Here we go. So I may be doing this a little bit prematurely, but if anything comes up again, I will definitely keep you guys updated. I haven't spoken to Peepo to see if anything's going on with him, um, but I'm essentially I spoke to Rashad earlier today and the synchronicities are crazy and the information we received is even more crazy. So I wanted to talk about it and share it with you and kind of give you an um, idea of how ETs work in regards to humans and stuff like that. I am outside, so there are wind chimes and cars, so apologies. All right, so I got a text from Rashad this morning that said, hey, can you talk? And usually when he sends one of those texts, something's not right. There may have been an ET experience or something's a little bit funky with him. Um, so I was like, yeah, no problem. I gave him a call and I was like, hey, since you have, whoa, since I have you on the phone, I've been wanting to call you. I had a weird ET encounter last week. I haven't had time to tell you about it. This is in uh, reference to part one, everything that happened then. Um, and I just want to tell you real quick. So I gave him a whole breakdown of everything that happened. Um, this happened on the ET encounter happened June 29th at 2.22 a.m. 
Today is July 5th, for reference. So I told him the story, and he said, that is crazy. It blows my mind still how in sync we are with our experiences. He's like, last Friday, I've been feeling unbalanced all week, and then it hit me that I feel like we're supposed to have access to more information. Like, I feel like now is the time to remember everything. And the way that he worded it was, using that phrase, time to remember everything, which was very weird because that's what had been repeating through my head. And the, obviously, synchronicity between that was very interesting. So we had a whole conversation. We were on the phone for like an hour and a half. Um, I want to do another podcast episode with him, specifically with him asking questions because he asks really good questions and extracts really good information from ETs. But It took us through this whole fascinating conversation about things. So he has obviously had many ET experiences, more than anybody I've met before. And they've started with him as a child. He spoke about this in our podcast episode together. He had felt drawn. So he's planning on writing a book one day and has had... Uh, has kept record of all of our conversations and all of our journey for the past like five years or however long we've been at this for, um, kind of outlining who we are, what our purpose is, just all the beings we've met, outlining everything. It's like a diary of, of all of the events. And last Friday, after getting this download that, okay, it's time to remember everything. There's information now accessible to us. He started going through the log of things, which made questions start coming about. One was, he was curious about a specific ET abduction that he had with the mantis, where, I may be butchering this story slightly, but I think I was, oh yeah, I was there. I was there with the mantis and I was trying to get them to keep him conscious um, during the exchange because he forgets it all. And we were trying to keep him conscious. He woke up and started bursting out laughing and it was like kind of weird. So then the mantis kind of calmed his body down and that was that, I don't really remember. But he was wondering if he could gain access to that memory because that's something that I had remembered but he had yet to fully open up in this so I was tuning in and I asked him if something about the memory felt different and he said no but what I was trying to get to was typically the way that I perceive memories especially when it comes to ET abductions if somebody is not supposed to oh that's what it was He wanted to remember, he's been wanting to remember his time with the mantis because many nights that he would go to sleep, he would actually be up there doing things with them, working with them, feeling very tired the next day because technically he had been up all night. Um, And they were saying, they're very adamantly saying, no, you cannot remember. There's information here that is going to like, you just, it's not accessible. You cannot have it. So he was wondering if now he can start remembering And typically, when there is such a wall on memories like that, so the ET will go in and, like, actively either alter um, the memory or kind of drug you up or just mess with 
a certain part of the brain to kind of close off access to um, a point of information. Typically, in order to access that, you would either have to do so through spiritual means, such as the way that I connect to things, or um, hypnotism um, to access old memories, stuff like that. Or you can get ET help to kind of open it up. So typically, these memories will feel almost like a black hole. There is like a metal wall that cannot be passed through. There is no access to it. It is just unavailable. It almost like is an empty hole in the brain. You can't, that memory does not exist. It is in a safe. And unless you have access to the safe, it is completely inaccessible. Again, through physical means, you can do so energetically or kind of going around through a deep shifting of consciousness. This time, however, when tuning into the memory, it was gold. There was, it was almost like what previously had a metal wall was now a golden sheet. Very similar to how I was perceiving my window in part one, where I saw the static and then kind of went through this portal in the window. Very similar to that, but this was golden. And I saw everybody and everything kind of moving slowly. Um, and it just, while you can only see a screen and like you can only see essentially what they had wanted him to see, you can actually step into it and see what actually was happening behind the scenes or for the bits that were previously not accessible. And I realized that, and this kind of coincides with where I've been since the shift has happened it's not this like magical download of information like a superhero movie where all of a sudden this like light beam comes and you've been hit and then now all of a sudden you know everything and remember everything and there's like all this information and it's this crazy thing that's not at all what it is what's basically happening in his case in particular is he now has access to memories in his brain that were previously not accessible. I will say I do not fully understand how memories <laughs> work in the brain. I'm drawing from old information stored in my head from anatomy classes, so if you are a scientist <laughs> or a biologist, I apologize if how I explain this is incorrect, but you get the picture. It's almost like the information is there, but it the synapses don't exist. So that information cannot be accessed. It's like not activated or something like that. Now that that part of the brain has opened, the only way to, well, not the only way, but one of the ways that this information is now going to be accessed is when he is exploring a specific topic or doing something in particular that creates a lot of or that draws upon some of the tools or information that was gained during one of the experiences which then will develop the synapses which will then allow the memories to become available very similar to how we may forget childhood memories and then all of a sudden if there's specific activity in one thing that kind of coincides with that then all of these memories can start flooding in it's very similar so before that wouldn't have been a possibility because it was totally closed off but now there's a little bit more room for him to work with. So while, as he goes about exploring different topics and stuff like that, the synapses, the connections will be established and then the information will start flooding through. He'll remember where certain tools, certain information 
came from essentially and that's how the information will kind of flood over so rather than going about his day of being like I don't know how I know this or why I know this but I just do there's going to be a deeper sense of understanding of where it came from why it's there and stuff like that with me I have noticed since last Thursday there have been some weird things happening one of which being last week I spoke about how at the CVS I saw a future version of me in editing this video I realized that I never actually spoke about what happened at the CVS last week it I spoke about it in a video I did on my subscription so what had happened is I had to pick up a prescription from the CVS and as I was leaving, I basically saw me in the future sitting outside. She was an older version of me, um, maybe in like five years or so, not very far off. She was smiling at me. I smiled back. I kept walking. And then I was like, wait a second, what the hell was that? Because it just took me off guard. Um, she looked completely like me. It was the most peculiar thing. I went around the corner to get in my car and came back out and I wanted to get a second look at her. Mind you, this was only like 30 seconds after. And as I was driving past the CVS, she was nowhere in sight. It was 30 seconds. She couldn't have gone very far. There was no woman in sight in the spot that she was sitting was this older um, black man. So it was it was the weirdest thing in the world there was a weird mixing of timelines and I had this very intense feeling that there will be some time travel <laughs> coming up soon I don't know what it is about that serious but I want to say yesterday I was driving by it and I kept seeing I saw like three or four pairs of people so eight people in particular out of all of the people walking around each one, so, okay, let me rephrase this. I saw a man with a light green shirt and white pants. I look across the street, there's another man in a light green shirt and white pants. I see a girl with a purple top and jeans. Down the street is another girl with a purple top and jeans. So there were four pairs of these kinds of things happening where there's like randomly in this very short range of space, eight strangers that had like a pair with them across the street or down the street that they didn't know but just somehow they were all wearing the exact shade and the exact type of clothing i also and i want to do a podcast episode on this this past weekend i became very hyper aware of the fact that chemicals and this is something i always think about but it became it was a hyper awareness of it Chemicals, chemical reactions are leading most of our behavior. We have a very complex brain, yes, but most of our body runs off of it's It's its own thing. It, it's in its own world. If we want to eat, if we want to sleep, if we want to find a mate, you know, all of these things 
are coming from chemical reactions, not our brain. Our brain may respond to them and then start figuring out what do we want to eat, where do we want to eat, or who we're attracted to, how we're going to entice them to then have a mate, or, you know, it's, it's all very animalistic. And I started thinking, each gland is associated with a major chakra. Yeah, so the chakras, our energy systems are kind of operating on their own behind the scenes, which is why sometimes it takes shifting to a higher state of consciousness and, and mindfully and actively connecting to each chakra in order to reprogram it so that when it is working behind the scenes, it's, it's operating in such a way that is in alignment with where we actually want to go rather than it basing itself off of just life, just blindly like guessing, you know? We are in control of our bodies and in control of ourselves, but we have to act like it, you know? Otherwise, it's just going to kind of go. So I started thinking, I wonder if there is a way to bypass the complexity of the mind and go straight to chemicals to, like, reprogram the subconscious, which is essentially in line with kind of bypassing the brain and just working solely with the root of each chakra. It's kind of along the same lines. And again, I'm going to do a, a bigger episode on this. But I, st I started implementing things to just be aware of my body in space solely as this thing having chemical reactions that are urging it. And rather than being at the mercy of the chemical reactions, being aware that they are chemical reactions, and then mindfully operating within them. For example, I have a fast metabolism because I dance a lot. If I don't eat, my body gets very hungry and it starts to panic. I always have a snack bag with me because if I don't eat enough, it starts just like freaking out. My blood sugar will drop. I'll get shaky. I can start getting a little irate. Um, or anxious it just my body like panics when it is hungry so then I changed that rather than being at the mercy of this chemical reaction I'm like okay I understand we are hungry my body's chemicals need or my cells need fuel let's get fuel let's not panic let's just solely treat the root issue we're going to fuel it with this. It's like getting gas for the car. If your car was on empty, you don't want it to start like shaking and breaking down every time. It's like, no, chill out. We're on empty. There's a gas station. It's all good. So this allowed me to almost like emotionally detach from my body and from the chemical reaction so that I am not panicking with it and like oh no I need food right now like oh my gosh like I don't want to pass out or I don't know you know get all dramatic about it it's like no this is solely a chemical reaction I'm in control of my body chill the fuck out let's fuel you it's fine if I'm tired it's like okay I understand there's a chemical reaction going on I have a little bit more work to do before I can like take a rest or go to sleep or whatever let's just get through this let me ease this this chemical alert right now we will address it soon. Um, and then that also kind of helps me take more control of my emotions because then if I'm feeling like fatigued, then I'm not like, oh no, um, what if, I don't know. It just your brain can get very complex and start giving you thoughts. It's always thinking. There's, we think so much. That's part of what makes us human. 
And it helped me to really tune into the present. So that was a very interesting thing that I started to research. And again, I will go more in depth about this another time. Um, what else happened? Last night, I had this weird sensation of, um, I was doing the dishes and I was told to look in the sky. So I looked in the sky and all of a sudden I felt like I was transported. When I was a kid, I used to think, I used to freak myself out because I would think about, I'd just be sitting in class and then I'd be like, what if all of this is the dream of an old woman? What if I'm not real, but I'm actually just in a hospital bed dying and this is just the flash of her life, like none of this actually even exists. And it would kind of freak me out. And so I was looking at the sky while I was doing dishes. And all of a sudden, I felt like I was embodying this old woman. And I got that thought again of like, none of this is real. This is just a dream. This is an old woman's dream. <laughs> and then I was transported to like this girl in the countryside in way olden days. I was very young maybe like, shoot, 18 or something, very young, maybe even younger, 17. I had just gotten married, maybe 16 even, it was very young. Um, I just gotten married and I was washing dishes, I was doing housework, looking out the window. Um, and there was this weird, like, alignment of these two timelines happening. And I felt her and her excitement for life. She was so young. She just got married to this man she loved. You know, it was like this beautiful, simple life. And I was just washing dishes, feeling that, and just having feeling a lot of love for her. And there was this familiarity of the situation. And I came to understand that this was a past life of mine. Um, and the whole thing feels a little bit fuzzy. But I, rem I recall the static thing happening again. I started hearing the echo, echoey stuff that I do when ETs are present. And when I was felt drawn to look in the sky, I felt like there was an ET being out there. There was something about ETs that like, I needed to communicate with them real quick. And for some reason they just like beamed this weird merging of timelines real quick. And as I was washing the dishes, the wisdom that I have now was somehow healing a part of this prairie girl and it just felt really beautiful and then I think my boyfriend walked in and would just use the counter to write something he made a joke I don't know it was it was a, it was a weird thing but it was nice and that was that I've been feeling usually with big shifts just because this stuff is a little bit out there, I get there is still a fear sometimes that comes up that's like, oh, what if you're just crazy? Which I know is not true, especially having people like my soul brothers where we go through the same things or have the same memories or have the same experiences. It's like, no, there is direct confirmation that like I am not in this by myself. And when something weird happens with me, the other person goes through the same thing. So there is a lot of concrete evidence supporting the fact that I am not crazy. However, fully surrendering to this like higher state of consciousness is something that is very uncomfortable and very vulnerable 
especially in today's society. Um, it's a very weird thing, and I will also do an episode about how I've kind of navigated that because coming to a place of fully embracing a higher consciousness state of operating within such a heavy world, releasing the ego or, you know, stuff like that, or working with your ego differently. It's just, there's, it can be very scary and very uncomfortable. So I will speak more about that, but yeah, so that is something that I've been feeling. I've still felt, I've been bilocating a lot, um, a lot more than normal where I'm constantly feeling like I'm just looking at myself going about life, I feel very different and I feel more present and in command of my environment in a way that I have not previously. And it almost feels like since my experience last week and the same with Rashad, how I was speaking about how his memories will be activated, it feels like it's a slow, gradual massaging of things into my day-to-day I am not just magically like, here we are, I've got all the information in the world, but rather I'm being hit with specific epiphanies and urges that are leading me to things that begin to broaden my understanding of who I am and how life works. One mystery is this thing with the twos, seeing the two people seeing twos even. I had written the thing at 2.22 a.m. Um, there's a there's a hyperemphasis on, on twos and doubles. And I'm, st- oh, I know why that is. I will, I will get back to that in a second. Okay, so <laughs> that's funny. I was just thinking in my head of the twos and I was like, oh, but there's three of us, me, Rashad, Pipo. And then I looked at the time and it's 2.32. <laughs> So it's like, yes, there are twos, there are pairs, but there's also the three in the middle, (laughs) which is the three of us. Anyways, so Rashad was asking if the part of his brain that has been activated, if that is something, if that part, if that's the part of the brain that the ETs will mess with for any person, uh, he wasn't really sure of his question and I had a hard time understanding it, but in tuning in, there was an interesting thing happening, which was I, as he, he kept having to ask the question and my brain kept like short circuiting for some reason, I just could not grasp it because I was specifically tuning into the part of my brain where memories had been erased or have been like the synapses were not active or something that just the information was just there with no way to, um, fully utilize it and because there's a difference between remembering through your brain and remembering through your higher consciousness so I was strictly going through the brain and in trying to answer the question and tap into that thing I started feeling drowsy I felt drowsy and then I felt like I was I was like I had this thick blanket of molasses or some sort of thick syrup just weighing on my body so it's like the thoughts were coming in super slow super slow I was so tired it was just like dragging my memory bank open or dragging myself into this memory bank and it was just it just felt so slow and sleepy and I was like oh that's interesting I wonder if that is 
what it will be like for you you know when when as he starts to remember memories i wonder if it's like this like slow gradual developing of information and as i was waiting for this part of my brain to like open so that i can tune into the energy of it to then see how another person's brain is affected and then kind of like compare to get my answer i got this weird like gross raw metallic feeling and i told him it feels like it's it's almost like the sensation when you get your mouth numbed if you're getting some sort of dental work. I don't know what it is about that, but as my mouth, like, one, the act of it being numbed with a needle, but then also once the, like, feeling is coming back into the mouth, there's something, like, just raw and metallic. It just feels gross. It's a very distinct sensation and that is exactly what I was feeling in my body and he was like whoa that's crazy you say that because when I was a kid I used to feel that all the time in the mornings right upon waking up I would feel this gross raw metallic feeling and he's like that's exactly how I would describe it and then it would just go away gradually as the morning went on and I was thinking about it I was like oh that's interesting actually when I was a kid I used to wake up and I would feel kind of ill every morning and I remember talking to my mom about it and I wasn't sure what it was and she thought I was being like dramatic or something but there were so many mornings I would just wake up and I would just feel sick I would feel gross but then as the morning developed it would just go away and after kind of diving into our conversations more we realized that there was a lot more ET abductions happening when we were children than we realized and the effects of this like anesthetic almost this like numbing or this uh it's almost like not numbing the brain but it's it's like closing those synapses or something it's like walling it off um there, and there's something about it that's synonymous with the sense of like an anesthetic there's something about that that has a very similar feeling so as we would wake up after a night of being abducted naturally we would feel that same sense of like gross raw metal stuff while our body kind of metabolizes it or processes it out so now that we are gaining access to the part of our brain that has been so drugged um, where this information wasn't physically accessible in our brain it's almost like our body is now breaking up the drug or whatever it is that had been keeping it closed off for so long and this is something that this is a a process that many ets use um as i was tuning in i was even thinking about it and i was like i got this weird flash where it's like the government has to know about this and i they've have to have like tested how to utilize the same thing i'm not i'm surprised it's not more widely like used and then I got this other flash of like no no you don't know what the government does it is very much used very often a million percent <laughs> even like with people that have seen the men in black and stuff like that you know it's a, it's a real thing of this like um yeah brain erasing memory erasing stuff so that was interesting and then he felt drawn to ask about hybrid children so he had asked this maybe a year or two ago and I think it was like two years ago um and the answer we received was 
pointing towards there was probably some misuse with our DNA that was being used um, and they didn't want to get into it. Uh, yeah. Now that we have access to more things, he asked it again and I tuned in and I saw a lot of stuff. So it looks like our DNA has been collected. Um, they have, they many collectives have our DNA. One collective, I don't, it's, it's not the mantis, but it's a, it's one of the more positive beings. Um, they had created, it was like an experiment. It's like these like human animal hybrids. It wasn't an, like earth animals. It was something else, but it was like cr lab created these different types of beings. And there's only like four or five. There's not that many, but they're basically animals. They can't speak. They do stand upright. They are somewhat humanoid, but it's like a mix between a human and an animal. They are very compassionate beings, which comes from the human genetics. Um, they're very helpful. They're very warm, loving um, creatures that are kind of helping assist them with certain jobs and duties and stuff like that. So that is one thing that they had used both of our DNA for. There was also another thing uh, which got a little bit darker in this. So he has implants from Arcturians. And there's something about Ar Arcturian energy. Not all ETs are the same, but for the most part, when I tune into Arcturians, there's something about their energy that tends to be kind of slippery or like snaky. There's something it's very slippery in that way. And they always make me a tad bit uncomfortable. Again, this doesn't mean all Arcturians. This is actually the ones I'm specifically talking about are the ones that um, had placed the implants in Rashad. There's something about them that I didn't fully trust. And what they had done is they were trying to create a, like, super child or something. They used his DNA, my DNA, and Arcturian DNA, I believe. And they were trying to make some sort of like super child but it wasn't working and the reason it wasn't working is because with DNA so if you go down a rabbit hole there is a theory well this isn't this I agree with a wholeheartedly but there is a theory that all of our DNA is not fully accessible to us and that kind of has to do with our state of consciousness. As we reach a new heightened state of consciousness, there's like this whole other branch of our DNA that then becomes available to us where we are then able to actively um, engage with like ourselves and the environment. Like it's just, it just becomes a lot more, we are God, we are actively working with and molding our bodies and ourselves rather than just going about the day being at the mercy of things you know or just blindly like guiding them so humans are very complex emotionally thus with all of this in line in order to fully have all of the all of a person's dna activated 
you have to be spiritually in tune. You have to be operating at a very high frequency in order to have access to all layers of frequency of your DNA. The specific Arcturians that were doing this experiment under the table did not understand that, and they still don't. They've been working on this experiment for 20 years, and it's not going to go anywhere, I can tell you that without a doubt. But the issue that they're doing is they're not approaching it from a good place. They're not being honest, and they are not... They, they're too detached from emotion to understand what is fully needed to properly activate his and my DNA, especially his and my DNA. If this were approached from a place of high vibe intentions, that would open things up and then this experiment wouldn't even exist and it would just go a whole other direction that's positive for everybody. They're just trying to have some sort of like super being, um, but they're coming at it from a heavy place. So our DNA is not going to be able to be activated. So they're not going to get what they're looking for because in order to activate it, you need positive like human emotions or positive intentions to activate the like what makes us human, what makes us beautiful, like the like supreme human, you know, you need that positive, pure source, life force energy. They're not going to get that because they're not approaching it from that way. And what's kind of fucked up is they had gained access to our DNA through, uh, I, there's a focus on him for some reason. So when he was a kid, they would abduct him a lot. And there was an agreement that they could take his DNA because they used it for positive things that helped him or helped understanding humans, whatever. There was a specific contractual agreement there. Then they took it and started doing other stuff with it under the table, which was never part of the plan. ETs can be a bit sneaky, uh, so you want to ensure you are working with one that has your best intention at heart, otherwise they can get a little weird. It's the same thing with, like, humans. We get curious and we do things that if you told an animal, you know, the animal may not be cool with it, but we're just chasing our curiosity, so without like really paying attention to the consequences so it's kind of a similar thing and again with the Arcturians they make me a little uncomfortable I don't they're a collective that I don't fully I don't fully trust them um and he has since actually a few years ago he kind of pushed them out a bit uh just because they started doing some questionable things so that's that and then there was a very interesting thing, which is the last thing I will discuss today, which is the mantis have some sort of body double available for us. And basically what this is, is it's almost like a clone. It's like a clone, but it's not, it doesn't have a soul. And basically what's going to happen is this. A big part of our journey to enlightenment, both Rashad's and mine, have to do with overcoming 
physical body stuff. For him, it's severe allergies, stomach issues, issues with his um, large intestine, uh, various physical things. For me, it is more nervous system, uh, my joints, I have very sensitive skin, I bruise easily, I sprain things, stuff like that. Yeah, so it's a, a big root of my journey has been overcoming trauma, which is, or the effects of trauma on my nervous system. That's kind of my number one leading thing, as well as my joints. I actually use my joints to get an idea of how good or bad my boundaries are, because if my boundaries are weak, my joints, especially my knees, start to hurt. So I've learned to use that as something to help me. And then for him, a big thing has been, uh, yeah, his allergy stuff and just various things that we've both kind of had to go through. And basically, as you go about life, your body may get beaten up a bit. Yeah. We are meant to be here for a long while because there is a lot of work to do for us to collectively take back the planet. And I'm feeling like I can't share too much about this, so I'm going to keep this very brief. But basically, the mantis have given Rashad, like, new nerves in his nose, new sinuses, like, new stomach. They've helped his colon. Like, they've, they've literally done transplants in his body. And this is something that they've done for many people. This is nothing new. Mantis especially are geniuses at like putting in new organs that are grown from your own cells and it's great. So they have created these like almost like upgraded bodies or something like that that we will be moving into so that we can fully be present in our potential without having to continue dealing with the effects of the past on our bodies. I want to go in depth, but it's a little bit weird and I will get more into it later. Um, but basically it's, it's, a lot of the physical, it's almost like we're graduating from things and now we can kind of put the past to rest, step into the new body so we can actually actively step forward without having to constantly worry about upkeep. Of course, we have to live balanced. At this point, both of us have been trained just due to our body sensitivities to require a balanced life so we have to in, like maintain all of those positive aspects as we are as our consciousness as our soul shifts into this new body so that we can just yeah keep going about things ensuring longevity there's some like physical upgrades i guess that will be happening but it's just we need to like we need to step it up a bit and in order to step it up a bit, we need help physically. Because a big part of 
what is holding us back is the weight of our bodies. That being said, there has been a sequence of events that have happened that for both of us and for Pipo as well, which is why I want to talk to him, has begin has begun slightly not detaching us from our body, but kind of being at ease with this concept of our current understanding of life, kind of leaving and walking into this new life, this new body, you know? Um, so it's been very interesting just looking at the chain of events now and seeing how things have progressed and being ready and prepared to show up in the world the way that we need to. There is still a lot we have yet to kind of explore or understand. Again, this just all happened like a few hours ago and like, you know, we began to have more access to things like last week, late last week, this past weekend. So this is very new still, but things have been moving very fast. And I thought this was something that was very interesting that, I mean, I've never heard of this happening before, you know? So I, yeah, wanted to talk about it and share it with you and share the weirdness that is my life. (laughs) So there you go. I hope you enjoyed. I hope it um, opens up your brain a little bit. I invite you to explore your curiosities. It just feels like some seeds were planted while I was speaking about this publicly. So, I don't know. I'm just grateful for you to be here listening, and I just feel encouraged to tell you to chase whatever whatever makes you curious, too, you know? I'll leave it at that. Thanks for listening, my friends. I'm sending you love. Thanks for being here. I'll see you next time. I have one more thing to share real quick. I just um, went to eat an apple, and I've been wanting apples lately. I would say for the past maybe like four months, five months. Apples have been an integral part of my daily intake of food. Um, but I went to, I was looking for something to eat. I was going to make a sandwich and then I felt drawn to the fruit bowl and I was going to get a pear. And then I was like, no, you need to eat apples. Apples are really important with helping your brain. I don't know, helping with the access to this part of the brain. I'm not really sure. Um, I thought that was very interesting, but I'm getting a, a very intense message about apples somehow enabling access to parts of the brain that perhaps have been messed with (laughs) by aliens. So there you go. If you've had ET encounters that you can't remember, maybe try eating some apples every day. (laughs) Okay, friends, I'll talk to you later. Thank you so much for listening to Diary of a Psychic Medium with me, Amber Amrine. To learn more about me, my work, and such, you can visit channelwithamber.com or follow me on Instagram at channelwithamber. A special thank you to Unicorn Heads for my theme song, A Mystical Experience. See you next time.